Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome hey, back everybody. to the show. You will notice we are not sitting on We're our not sitting on the traditional couch. couch, and that is because today's a fun episode. Yeah, We it's got a guest on today's episode, and it's going to be a blast. We can't wait for you to hear this episode, but we hope you guys have been well. We are so excited as we creep closer and closer and closer to the new year. Almost Merry Christmas, by the way. Almost Merry Christmas. But as we get closer and closer to the new year, we are just getting fired up about what 22, what 2022 is going to hold for both us, for Creative Rise, for you guys. And we just want to thank you guys for being with here. There's so many of you guys that have been listening to every minute the show has been putting out all the way... All your Spotify... All the Spotify things, things that we saw over the last are. couple of weeks. Whatever they're called. Spotify... Warped or something? We're Apple Music people. Sorry, Spotify rapped. people. Spotify rap. <laughs> there are so many of you guys that listen on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify right now, shout out to you. Shout but out. more importantly, again, today's episode is going to be wild. We have a friend of the show, a friend of ourselves personally, Mr. Edward Lee, who is... Arguably Incredible. the king of, of this aesthetic and style, and he's built a brand around that, and it has allowed him to, to build just a beautiful business. He just opened a studio. He's got all these amazing things going on, and he's probably one of the most, in my opinion, sought-after people in the like IG creative community that people want to talk to. And so we're like, Ed, we got to get you on the show. We got to talk about all these things that people want to know. And even better, we've got a little bit of a surprise. It's actually not little. It's a huge surprise inside of the episode for all of you guys listening that we want to give you for free. free That's going to help you you step into 2022 and freaking crush it. So here's today's episode with Edward Lee. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. And there is three of us on this call, which is exciting. Myself, Christy, obviously, and this is not his first time on this podcast. No, it is not. He was actually on the earliest of early episodes on the Creative Rise podcast last year. And he's done a, some stuff with our mastermind over the years. Like you came in a couple years ago. This is an old school friend. This is an friend. old school friend. So dude, we can't just wait to get into this conversation. Ed, welcome to the show, bro. What's up? What's up? Welcome everyone who's listening in. I'm happy to be back on the Creative Rise podcast and... Yeah, really excited to talk, uh, get into the topics of today and hopefully provide some value. Oh, yeah. And we are going to ask you some personal questions because you're an old friend. So everyone's going to get the inside <laughs> look on Edward The Lee, insider scoop. The, the videographer that everyone follows and gets all their tips from. So this is going to be an awesome conversation. Okay, Ed, we like to start off every interview, which we you just, know this. And I was going to say, just to preface this, we only got half an hour. So we are just this to the listeners. I already told Ed we got half an hour. Ed can ramble. We can ramble. We got to We're going to get through this. It's going to be Ed's like, okay, I was like, Ed, we only got half an hour. He's like, okay, so just the fire stuff. And I'm like, yes, just the fire stuff. All so the fire if fire. you're listening to this, we have under 39, under 29 minutes left. And we are just going to rip through so much stuff. You're going to want to listen to this whole episode. And we're going to start that by just going through some rapid fire stuff. So let's get Our into it. Our classic rapid fire questions. Ed, are you ready? Hit them. Hit me with them. All right. Okay. Easy. First one. Where are you from? Seattle, Washington. Love it. What do you do? I am a filmmaker, photographer, and like part-time YouTuber. And you own a studio. 
Yes, I don't want a studio. I honestly... So, so fresh, I, he's not even I, introducing I, it yet. I struggle with this question, okay, guys? Like, there are so many things I have my hands in. I'm just trying to keep it concise. But if we really want to go into it, we can go into everything. But at the core, I would say I'm a creative. I'm a photographer. I'm a filmmaker. And all other streams kind of revolve around those two things. That's awesome. And but studio quick owner. plug, you just opened Soto Studio Yeah, give in us like Seattle. 10 seconds on 10 that. 10 seconds on that studio. It's sick. Yeah, so I just opened a brand new photo slash video and event space in Seattle. It's pretty much like five minutes away from downtown. It's like a big 1,200 square foot place that I've been able to do a lot of my projects in. But kind of getting back to the community, I want to be able to provide a space that matches this clean and minimal aesthetic that I think Seattle might be lacking a little bit. So we just launched literally like a month ago. It's been already getting pretty busy. So if you're a creative in the Seattle area or definitely hit me up and we can get you a spot at the studio or if you have a project or clients out here, it'll be a really great place for any kind of natural light or daylight shoots. Yeah, yeah. it is. Wow. It is Ed embodied into Looks a studio. Wild. <laughs> um, okay, next rapid fire question. How long have you been in the creative industry for? What year are you going on? I would say so probably in, in the industry and like actually making money doing like creative work, I would say since 2016. So what is that for like, it's yeah, it's going to be six years yeah. coming up this next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been, right on. I've, um, I've been freelancing though. I just want to make that clear too. It's like, I've been running my own business probably since 2018, but I was sweet. doing some work for a startup before that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where, that's when we met. Ed and I met in the, Iceland. <laughs> In a the gas le- station. The legendary story. In the story. middle of southeastern yes. Iceland. If Crazy. you want to hear that story, listen to, I think, our first podcast. The first I'm podcast. Sure we'll we talk about that. About we don't have time for that today. But yep. that is where we met when Ed was doing some other stuff, which yeah. was really cool. Okay, um, next question. I cut you off. What's something that you're really proud of in your career? Something that I'm okay. really proud of. Um, right off the bat, didn't prepare this answer, but I would say something I'm really proud of is just the overall, like, vibe or aesthetic that I give off as a brand. It's not something that I had intended or I was like, okay, this is exactly how my brand's gonna look five years ago. But I've I think I've tried my very best to portray my business and my brand through just who I am as a person. And I think that has really paid off in the long run and something that I'm proud of that I didn't really anticipate for, you know, in the beginning. Hundred percent. You nailed that. Hundred percent. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about a lot of that stuff because people look at you in the industry and go, Ed is like the mecca of that. And so there's gonna be a lot of questions about that. But last but not least, Christy's favorite question. Okay, what's an embarrassing moment or a time when you flopped? You just flopped in your career. It doesn't have to be a big one or it could be a big one, but what's something that happened that you were just like, shoot, (laughs) that was ridiculous. Honestly, I, I don't have too many horror stories. Like I, I, I wish I had more because it'd be more fun to tell the stories. But <laughs> I, I, you can I, borrow some of mine. <laughs> yeah, you can borrow some of ours. I would say like the most and more of like collection of things that have happened over the years would probably just be like just a lot of missed opportunities i would say with clients like things that like i thought a pitch was fire totally dropped the ball on it i thought i did a good job on a call dropped like a there's been so many times where like in early on in my creative career i would hop on calls like this whether like you know zoom wasn't used as much as it is now but you know before that i would be on calls and i would try to think overthink it and i would just totally drop the ball on a client call and like those are things that i probably missed out on thousands of dollars early on in my career yeah. just not knowing 
the business side of things and you know yeah, totally a, so that's not really one specific occasion but that's kind of a overarching it's a great thing. answer though yeah and that's really that's is. a great answer because for anybody who's listening to this and this is, might be even just your first time listening to anything by creative rise christy and i have created creative rise ed is on this platform today ed is a friend of creative rise solely so that we can build a world where more creatives succeed at doing what they love. And the only way to do that is by actually getting better at business. It's not by getting necessarily more creative, creative, but it's getting creative with how you run your business and actually learning how to operate systems well and how to do all that stuff. So that's why Creative Rise exists. We want to poke the bear a little bit, Ed, into that, into that area with you today because you've done that so well with your own freelancing career, with your photo, video, all that stuff with the studio now, even just hearing about the studio, it's like almost fully booked and you've been open for like a month or something. Like you're, everything you touch seems to turn to gold. We know that's not the reality of it. It's not as easy as it sounds, but that's what it looks like. And so the questions that we want to talk about are, you can't be somebody who's in a position you're in without being futuristic, you know, future-minded. And that's something that I would say I see a lot in you. You know, your content looks I mean you're one of the most consistent people I've I've met with your content. Even though you said the other day, oh I haven't been as consistent. I haven't been posting every other day like I normally do. Even without that, I'm like, oh Ed is still one of the most consistent people on this platform in this space, which is what's given you a lot of leverage, right? And so there's so many other areas that that you are futuristic thinking that we don't even necessarily see, but it shows that if the front side of your platform is so futuristic Everything behind what you do is also very like calculated and very planned, which is why yeah. I think you've been successful. So yeah. um, we just want to talk about that stuff today because that's, I think, huge as we go into 2022. And that's huge for people who, I think we could all agree on this, most people struggle to actually have a clear futuristic perspective, right? It's not easy to go, I know exactly what I want and when I want it and how I'm going to get it, right? Sometimes we're like, oh yeah, I think I know what I want next year. But it sometimes takes a little bit of time to chunk that out and go, how do I break that down? How do I reverse engineer it? How do I make 2022 happen with what I want to make happen in the year, right? So yeah. let's get into all of that stuff because I think that's going to be huge for people. Totally. So Ed, here's my question. Have you always been very like future focused and innovative? Is that something that you had to learn or is that something that came really naturally to you? Like when did you start realizing that kind of about yourself? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Kind of two parts. I'm going to first answer the part where if I feel like I've been born with it or it's like a natural ability. It's this is a tough question for me because I, I want to say no, like it's something that I've picked up over the years. But I genuinely do think some people are naturally just more inclined to be creative or you can call it like visionaries you know people who are really like they're, they're drawn to the idea of change they're drawn to the idea of of evolving with the times and some people more than not it's not some doesn't mean you can not learn that you can always learn to be more uh, forward yeah, thinking 100%. but i guess for me it's something kind of answering part of joey's question as well I think for me, I've learned a lot over the years. And the reason why I love being so forward thinking or futuristic, always kind of pushing the needle forward, just to give a little context for me, like the studio was a huge learning example for me. And I was hitting a little bit of a plateau in my business, or at least that's what I felt like. And so the studio opening that, it gave me a fresh perspective on my business ironically because it's it's totally different a little in a way because that's like a rental business and what i'm running is a creative business what i learned in that process was 
I really, really enjoy building things. Like, I really enjoy building like things from nothing, which is probably why I love video editing because you're you're like getting something from literally nothing to a finished product. The studio, for example, like when I when I the first day I went into that studio when I was looking to lease a space, I walked in, it was empty. The walls were not the color that I wanted, but like the, I walked in and I envisioned what this could look like. And that that feeling alone just like fired me up to to push forward. So I guess to answer your question, I've I've always kind of thought that way. I've always thought of my career as like this blank canvas of like what what can it look like? What what do I want it to be feel like? And I envision that and I think that's what helps propel me forward constantly. Like always thinking of like what could be and I don't like just being like comfortable. I don't like you know I know it's kind of overly used, but I don't like being comfortable in the sense that, oh, this is good. I'm just going to, this is working. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stick with this. So I try my best to get uncomfortable to my advantage, not to stress me out, but you know, I like changing things. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I think that's a great, that's a great picture of what anybody listening to the show can do. You know, you might not run out tomorrow and get a studio, but Ed said he felt like he was hitting a plateau in his business. So he had to go do something that was uncomfortable. He had to mix things up and he went and started an entirely new business. It's kitty corner to what he what he's done, right? It's in the same industry, but it's a rental business versus a service business, right? A pure service business. So I love, that's a great example of anybody listening to the show. When you feel like whether you're at 20K and you're like, I want to hit 50 and I don't feel like it's going. Well, just reassess what what's in front of you. Reassess what you're working on. Is there any way you can get a little bit more uncomfortable? But that uncomfort, you know, well, you got to wager that uncomfort with what's the reward, you know, obviously with that uncomfort. And for you, I know the, the reward of the studio is is a space for you alone. Even if no one booked it, you would still be, it would still be worth it for you because you can shoot all of your own work in that studio and that's going to save you a ton of money, right? So even right off the bat, that uncomfort is is setting you you up to propel your business, let alone all the, all the income you can bring in from that, right? And the community you can build, the reputation you can build, yeah. all of that stuff. So that's I a love, great... I love how you said like the comfort scares you where you're like the, com- the comfort actually motivates me to go and get uncomfortable, which I think is what probably a lot of listeners would also kind of feel is going like, hey, I want to own my own business and I envision this and actually taking like the steps forward to do it. Is that what you would say kind of your business growth, like the way you've continually grown because you've continually grown very consistently and you've showcased that online. Yeah, totally. Would you say that was kind of like your motivation when it came to like that continual growth, is that like fear of comfort? Yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say so. I'm the type of person where if I like look at my to-do list and it's empty, I'm never like, oh, I feel great. I'm always <laughs> like, why Shoot. is my to-do list <laughs> empty? Like this, I don't like this. Like why? What did I delete back? So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like what client am I disappointing right now? Like why? why is my to-do list empty? But I would definitely say... I think the whole idea, that's what I was saying earlier, getting uncomfortable, you know, don't be comfortable. I, I've talked about this even in my captions, you know, it, I think sometimes people get it mixed up. I don't, I don't mean like, I don't like being comfortable as in my living conditions and my overall mental health. Like I like, oh, of I like being comfortable, you know, in general, but I just think in the context of wanting to grow, 
I think wanting to become a better creative, a better business owner, a better husband, a better friend, like those are the areas where I feel like if you're too comfortable, it can hurt you more than help you. And so totally. it's it's always good to be trying to push the needle forward because that's if you think about just like humanity, we're always moving forward. You know, there's always uh, new records being made, always new products being innovative. And it's either you're part of that crowd or you're part of the crowd that just, you know, doesn't do that. You know, and it's not really no, no, there's no right way and wrong way. I'm not saying that, like, if you are comfortable, like go out there and force yourself to get uncomfortable. I mean, if you're comfortable and you're happy where you are, that's that's great. But I think if you have that burning desire inside where you're kind of not satisfied with life, but you're comfortable, what I'm saying is like, take this as a sign. Don't like lie to yourself. Like that, that passion you have is like, you need to like act on it. And a lot of people don't act on it. And that's like the biggest thing that I've realized. Totally. Totally. One of the things um, that we always say here at Creative Rise is there's different cycles that your business will go through. Right. And it's actually a really great thing in your business when you're in a stage of comfort and then you hit a stage of growth and then you always will hit a stage of chaos. And then what do you have to do? You got to go back to strategize, back to hitting the stage of comfort. Once your strategy feels good, back to the growth, back to chaos. It's like a never ending cycle that all us business owners live in, right? And so I love how you just said that. It's not that you don't like being comfortable, but it's knowing that got to be able to put yourself into that chaotic position and go, okay, how do I reclimatize myself to this chaos, re-strategize and get through it, get back into the next cycle. And I love how you said, I don't know how you said, I love how Christy said that you are, you, your business has grown consistently. Your following has grown consistently. Your online platform has grown. Your brand has grown consistently. It's all looked very consistent, but it's great to hear you say it hasn't grown consistently from a place of comfort. Being super comfortable doesn't necessarily grow something consistently. So for everybody listening, like if you look at Ed and you're like, oh, Ed's got everything dialed. That dude's way too comfortable. And he, that's why he's consistent. It's like, no, probably not. He's consistent because he's constantly putting himself into different buckets in his life where he's going, how can I improve this? Even if it's a little bit uncomfortable. There's chaos over here. How can I come and sort that chaos and like reorder it so that I can grow through it, right? So I think that's a great point. I love that. That's cool. Okay, Ed. So we've been talking about innovation. We've been talking about like being future focused and like almost being on the cutting edge of like industry. How do you kind of manage to stay innovative in a world in an industry where everyone's pretty much copying each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Like everyone always like, it just seems like there's a copycat culture that happens. Like how do you either stay out of that or is that like been a temptation for you? Or like, where does your mind fall with that question of like, how do you stay innovative in a world where everybody is copying each other? Yeah, yeah, copycat culture. That's a real thing. Honestly, like there's so many different types of cultures now, <laughs> like I need so many different types of things. But if I'm understanding your question correctly, I think one thing that I would love to share with the listeners and with you guys is one thing I've really picked up over the last few years is small details matter. Small details matter. Like I'm talking about the smallest of details in your business, in your life. I always tell this to some of the clients that I work with and some of the creatives in in this Seattle area that are like, Ed, how have you been able to build what you have in this area? Like, it seems like a lot of clients come your way in the Seattle community, like as a videographer, as a filmmaker, as a photographer. 
And I tell them, you know, straight up, if you're listening to this, like I'm not the best videographer. There are way better DPs and videographers and filmmakers out there. I'm not the best photographer. But what I can tell you is that I'm very like detail oriented. So if a client comes out to me and they don't work with me just because I can, you know, make a snazzy video or I can shoot a good photo. They work with me because it's like an experience. It's a whole experience from the moment they reach you and the moment that I deliver content. I, I give off a vibe that makes them want to come back and work with me again instead of just working with someone who knows how to shoot video or someone who can shoot photos. And so what I mean with that is I try my very best to look through at the creative industry and my own life through a lens of how can I be a little more detail oriented than this person? Like, for example, like I recently got into this niche of like desk wire management and like desk setups on YouTube. A lot of the desk videos that I've created on YouTube have done like actually surprisingly well, which totally caught me off guard. But I I watched a lot of like home office setups during COVID, like home office setups, desk setups, computer like setups. And a lot of them were really great, but a lot of them also were not detail oriented. They were they were just, you know, kind of put together with a lot of great content. And then yeah, they weren't overly clear. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, I'm going to come into this little corner of YouTube and put my filmmaking spin on it and be a little more detail oriented. And I feel like that's how it stood out. And so I kind of have applied that same thing in all aspects of my business, of my life. The more detail oriented you are, the more you're separating yourself from everyone who's just trying to get it done, who's just trying to, you know, make money. You're going to get, you're going to stand out from both your clients and other people that you network with in the community. Hmm. And would you say that like being detail oriented is something that comes very naturally to you? I would say it's not something that comes naturally, but it is something that I genuinely enjoy. You know, it's it's something that you value and I value, you know, it's it's kind of uh, you can I guess everyone has different hobbies, right? Everyone has different hobbies. But imagine like your favorite hobby, right? Your favorite hobby. Just imagine that for a second. And then you meet a friend or someone in that industry and you you see them in their element. You see them in their hobby. It's like, man, their gear is all super organized. They got top of the line gear that like they know how to use. They understand the language. They're super good at what they like. You can see the passion and how much detail that they've you know given, given attention to that hobby. And it makes you drawn to this individual because they're just so on the ball with their hobby. It doesn't matter what hobby it is. And I feel like it's more of a matter of asking yourself, do you really enjoy this? Do you really like doing this? Or are you just doing it to make money? Because I want you need to make money. But I think when you really enjoy something and you embody it, whether it's in the hobby or out of the hobby or in your life or in your business, it should all be wrapped together in like one pretty package as like when people see you that is what they should feel is is not just that one part of your business it's if you're messy in your business you're going to be messy most likely in your personal life if you're messy in your it's and vice versa you know if you're detail oriented in your personal life you're probably going to be detail oriented in your business so you can't fraud being different in your business and in your life you have to be one person totally. and that's that's how you succeed yeah. in my opinion it's so interchangeable i love that when you talk about like values you're talking about 
even things that come naturally to you, not naturally to you, but something that you really value. I think that's when you stick out in the creative industries, you go like, let me look internally rather than just copying somebody else or trying to be somebody else. What do I value and how do I push that forward in the industry? I think that's yeah. spot on. Okay. We got a couple more questions here. I love this one. I'm excited to ask this. How do you stay how do you stay disciplined with your goals and with the way that you're moving the studio, your business, your, your social platform forward? Like what motivates you to do that? And I think even the bigger question, so two-part question, how do you stay disciplined? The, two part, the second part of the question is, what demotivates you? And how do you become aware of that? And then how do you kind of work around that? So you can get back into a place of, of motivation. You can get back into a place where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be pushing something forward today. I'm going to wake up and push something forward in my business. Yeah. So to answer that first part of the question where what keeps me disciplined or what keeps me motivated, I would definitely say like as a business owner, it really is two things. It's time and money. Time and money are two things that are really important to me, obviously from a business standpoint. I have core values outside of in my personal life, but in the context of business, if I can get more time, more time to do what I love, that's a win. If I can have more money and more resources to be able to invest into different things and try new things, take say no to more clients, those kind of things motivate me. Motivate me. It's a huge win. Yeah, exactly. So I try not to overcomplicate it, but that is what motivates me is just being able to like continue to grow my business in those areas. As far as what demotivates me, uh, I've caught this over the few years. There's a lot of reasons why I've hit burnout. I mean, if someone tells you that they never hit burnout, they're a liar. Like everyone, yeah. everyone, Agreed. everyone goes through burnout to some extent at some point in their creative career. For me personally, I've noticed that when I say yes to too many people and to too many things, it really demotivates me. Like I sometimes, you know, I know there's a book on it. I can't think of it right now, but it's very powerful to say no to things that you just are not sure about. You know, like if you say, this is something we probably all heard, but like when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, you know? And so for me, I've noticed that whenever I say yes, yes, yes to everything, whether that's clients, life, people, friends, family, I'm like, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. It starts to pile up and I start to get paralyzed. I'm like, I literally can't even, I feel suffocated in my own personal life. And it's not even because the time is suffocating. It's just my mental space feels like it's trapped because I'm just saying yes to everything. And so I noticed for me there, what demotivates me is definitely over committing to too many things. So I need to have a healthy balance of what I'm working on and be very like checking the boxes diligently and not trying to be like, check all the boxes and have a completely free plate or be super busy where I have no time, you know? Yeah, that's a great answer. I love that. So you obviously are taking that last, what you just said, you're thinking about that and going, how can I try and avoid as much of that as I go into 2022 as possible, correct? Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah, definitely. of course, we all should be, right? And I think that's a space that creatives specifically that are trying to run, trying to operate, trying to grow a business lack in, right? Everyone wants to grow. Everyone wants to make 2022 a better year than 2021 was. We hope you had a great year, but we also hope that you want 2022 to be bigger than 2021 was. We know you have ambitions. We know everybody listening has ambitions. But some of the some of the issues with our ambitions is if we can't actually figure out how to get things down, we can't figure out how to reverse engineer our ambitions. We can't figure out how to actually go, okay, 
here's where I'm going. And somebody, I'm going to quickly plug him. One of our mastermind graduates said this yesterday. He said it so well. He said, when a team is playing a sport, the two teams are playing a sport, they have the same goal. They have the goal to win. Although at the end of a game, someone always wins, someone always loses. This is Tanner Thompson, mastermind grad, legend. He said, somebody always wins, somebody always loses. Now, why did that happen? It's not because, you know, one of them lacked something that the other one had in their goal. Their goal was the same. It was to beat the other team. The team that won was a team that had a system behind their goals, you know, had a better system behind their goals. And so goals aren't enough. We need a goal and then we need a system to actually reach into those goals. So quickly, Ed, we've got something that we're really excited to talk about in like one minute with you about, but how are you thinking about going into 2022 with your goals? Yeah and your systems behind them real yeah. quick. I definitely think that having a, a system in place is really, really important going into 2022 because as you guys know, the year flew by. 2021 literally oh, so fast, so fast. And surprisingly, I think 2022 will go by faster as much as people think it's like, oh, okay, everything's like opening back up or, I mean, I have different variants and things like that. But for the most part, the year flies by. And so for me, I think the biggest thing that I want to focus on in 2022 is just being super intentional about everything, super intentional about everything. Like it's like I, if I were to, I have mental flow charts in my head all the time. It's kind of yeah, like, totally. It's like, does this make me money? No, scrap it. Does this buy me more time? No, scrap it. Will scrap this benefit it, yeah. me as a person? No, scrap it. And like, scrap it, yeah. I, I, I want to be like that, like almost systematic in 2022, because I really feel like 2022 is going to be a really great year for a lot of people. There's never been a better time to be a creator. There's never been a better Amen. time yeah. to totally. run an, run an online business. Literally the barrier to entry to being somebody and also creating your own content has never been easier ever like in history and so this is going to be a time where there's in 2022 i think there's going to be a lot of distractions a lot of distractions like if you don't know what you're doing you're not aligned and you don't have a team you don't have you don't have direction you could get lost in all the stuff that's happening in the year but i think that if you are very very intentional you'll be able to accomplish a lot in the current climate we're in 100%. in 2022 yeah so we love that. We agree. We're aiming for the same thing. And guys, if you're listening to this episode, we want to help you do exactly that. Every year at Creative Rise, we end the year by going, we're going to put out a guide. We're going to put out some kind of framework that's going to help people chunk out what they want out of the next year and break it down so they can accomplish it. This year, we had a great idea. We we're like, we're going to do that again, obviously, because we love giving that to people and we love setting people up to go into the next year. And in our case, going into 2022 with that. We were like, why don't we get Ed in on this? We should have Ed collaborate with us on something like this. So last year, it was called Goals Made Simple. That guide was awesome. It was showing you how to break down your goals. This year, it's just called the free 2022 growth framework. And it's literally going to be a few different things that are super, super important for your growth as you go into the next year. We are going to be focusing on what we always focus on, which is the very businessy sides of creative business. What are your revenue goals? How do you break that down? How do you make it happen? What are the systems you need? And then we're going to pass it to Ed. Ed is designing the second half of the goal. Ed, you've got like 30 seconds. Tell us what you're going to be putting in that guide and why people need it. Yeah, I'm super excited for this collaboration. But for my part of the guide or what we're collaborating on, we're going to really be dialing in almost like a life mood board, right? Like not just your goals, 
but what do you want your life to look like? What do you want it to feel like? And I feel like that is a really important part of not just, you know, you don't want just to accomplish your goals. By the end of the year, you want to be looking back on and say, wow, like I love the way everything feels, the way everything looks. And that's kind of what I want to help a lot of people get aligned on is not just the technical, but also a lot of the aesthetics that, you know, come with your goals. It's going to be wild. It's going to be be incredible. It's going to be so good. If you want to get that guide, all you get to do is go to any of the links in the show notes are going to give it there. Ed's bio, our bio on Instagram. We want to give you that guide again for free. It's going to help set you up going into 2022. The 2022 growth framework. That's all you're going to need. Ed, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. This is amazing. Thank you guys so much for having me. Hopefully uh, all the listeners got some value and always such a good time chatting. Awesome. We'll do it again. Okay, so we told you that was going to be 30 minutes of fire, fun, and we hope that you felt that and <laughs> yes. enjoyed that because we really tried to keep it to 30 if minutes. If you were watching, <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, you have no idea what happened. If you're watching with your eyes, you saw that our main feed cut out, which I was like, no, <laughs> no. So the last like minute or two of that is going to be on the Zoom feed, which is just like so discouraging for me. But anyways, <laughs> okay, moral of the story, that episode was amazing. And we are so excited about what we were talking about at the end. Again, if you have not already gone to the show notes, you probably should have already been like, oh shoot, I got to go get that and gotten the 2022 growth framework from us and Ed. We want to gift it to you for free as you step into 2022. Or if you're already listening to this in 2022, still go get it. It's going to help you so much as you set up what you want for the year, how you can reverse engineer what you want. Some of the lifestyle stuff like Ed was talking about that you want to really make sure you're committing to what you're going to be saying no to in 2022. These are all crucial things that you need if you're going to be continuing to grow your creative business. Yeah, All you got to do, link in bios, Ed or ours, go to the show notes. It's also going to be in the show notes there, www.creativerise.com forward slash 2022. Keeping it super simple. It's all you got to do to get it. It's free. It's amazing. You can also text us 2022 to 916-587-6417. Or again, our text button in our Instagram uh, is there for you. That's the most fun way to get it because then we get to talk to you and we get to be like, hey, what's up? But um, anyways, guys, amazing episode. Thank you for being here. We're so excited as we gear up for the new year. It's almost Merry Christmas. So exciting. 10 days. Or if you're listening to this some other day, it's not 10 days. Maybe it's past (laughs) Christmas. But this is releasing 10 days before Christmas. So a very Merry Christmas uh, from us. Yes. We'll say Merry Christmas from Ed too because he's no longer on this. But I'm sure he would say Merry Christmas as well. But guys, thanks Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on the next episode. See you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.